I'm your host, Jim, and this is the show that makes you question the very reality that you live in. Conversations After Dark. Gibson bag of $20 bill. On we are some weird shit there, man. There's a dude sitting in the bushes, man. Does he have a gun? I don't know, man. I don't know. What? What? Red team, go. Red team, go. Who's the only one here who knows the illegal ninja moves from the government? This one gang kept wanting me to join because I'm pretty good with the bow staff. Uh-oh, retard alert! Retard alert, class! Welcome to my dark and twisted mind. Hi, I'm Fiona from Love My Lifestyle. I'm a mum, wife, author, coach, mentor, tennis extraordinaire and motorsport enthusiast and a digital lifestyle entrepreneur. I used to work in the automotive and insurance industries and became burnt out, working seven days a week, sometimes 16 hours a day. I had no time for family, friends or hobbies, so I went searching for something, no clue what that was. I stumbled across a tiny ad on Google and figured I'd take a chance. I discovered the world of digital business way back in 2009 and have never looked back. Today, I speak with savvy, professional women from all over the world, big thinkers, highly motivated, success-driven, and looking to utilize their skill set to work for them and have a passion for personal growth. If you too are looking to break free of the corporate grind and instead focus your energies and talents on building a global online enterprise that can give you the freedom and flexibility to love your lifestyle too, then head on over to lovemylifestyle.com.au forward slash podcorn, that's P-O-D-C-O-R-N, register your details, and I'll personally be in touch for an interview. It could be a total game changer for you too. Look forward to speaking with you soon. Good evening and welcome to yet another episode of Conversations After Dark. I'm so glad you guys could join me. And if you haven't done it yet, please like and share wherever you listen to podcasts. and Try to tell at least one person about the show because that's the only way that uh, the show is going to get any bigger and that we're going to get this information out to people is if you guys spread the word. So let's get into our uh, dumbass of the week. It comes to you from Fox News. Rockford, Illinois police were looking for a suspect who stole a funeral van with the body inside. Now, how desperate do you have to be to where you're going to steal a funeral van with the body inside. But police said that uh, the van was stolen a 47-year-old Curtis Brown's body in the cargo area and that they later arrested suspect Dean Howard with unlawful possession of a stolen vehicle and abuse of a corpse after he dumped the body in Chicago. So this man has no morals, evidently, because you think that they would have a little more respect for the dead than that. But he is our dumbass of the week, so we will give him a standing ovation. All right. So tonight we have a wonderful, wonderful show for you guys. We have guest 
John Hotosh on. He is known for his movies, Drugs as Weapons Against Us, The CIA War on Musicians and Activists, The FBI War on Tupac Shakur, The State Repression of Black Leaders from the Civil Rights Era, and the movie that really got my attention about him is Shots, Eugenics to Pandemics. Now, I watched this on Tubi. You can watch it there free with commercials. There's several other places you can watch it that we discuss um, on tonight's show, and I will leave all links in the bio. But this is an amazing documentary, folks. It's a real eye-opener. It really made me think about some of the things that we've been taught as as kids growing up through school and, and just the way they push the doctrine on us and and it was just a real eye opener. With that being said, let's get to tonight's guest, John L. Potash, Shots, Eugenics to Pandemics. And I'll introduce tonight's guest, John Potash. How you doing tonight, John? Good. Good to be with you, Tim. Good. So why don't you tell the uh, listeners a little bit about what you do? So I work uh, primarily as a uh, psychotherapist, um, but on the side, I, I've written books and films. I wrote the books, uh, The FBI War on Tupac Shakur and Black Leaders, as well as Drugs as Weapons Against Us, The CIA War on Musicians and Activists. And I turned them both into films. And then I just recently produced the film Shots, Eugenics to Pandemics, uh, which I came out in 2022. Yeah, and, and that's the... Uh... That's the documentary that really drew my attention to you because it, it was a real eye opener for me. I mean, there's a lot of good information in there. Great. Thanks a lot. So with this movie shots, uh, what, what is the message that you're trying to get to the people? Well, I'm trying to get the message that, um, the wealthiest oligarchs, the wealthiest families in this, in our country. And I, I say the, uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant wealthiest families because uh, they started the eugenics movement that was prejudiced against anyone who wasn't like them, wealthy and uh, Protestant. And they, their eugenics laws talked about uh, how people were inferior, include, you know, other religions were inferior, people of color were inferior, um, people uh, who, who didn't have wealth were inferior, and they made up these uh, ridiculous IQ tests that were just talked about activities that only the wealthy could afford. And so people that weren't wealthy didn't even you know, know much about these activities, such as tennis and bowling at the time in the early 1900s. And they continued that movement up into World War II, where they put tons of funding into Germany, which was left um, in bad shape after World War I. Uh, part of those, you know, NBC News said that these uh, eugenics laws about uh, eliminating and sterilizing people who they deemed inferior uh, were on the books until the 1970s. And they said the laws were in at least 30 states in the country. Um, and so they basically took their money and they first piled it into um, as experimental vaccines for World War I soldiers. And they, their influence was worldwide because of their huge wealth, the Rockefellers, the JP Morgans, the Harrimans, uh, the Carnegies, the Bushes, et cetera. And um, 
so they, they influenced uh, these experimental vaccines, which became uh, this was called the Spanish flu, but it was really, um, they say started started the first cases were at Fort Riley at the very beginning of the war where they were given these experimental injections. And uh, they influenced these experimental injections to happen in Europe too. Now the countries that didn't get these injections didn't get the so-called Spanish flu. And the PB, PBS you know, documentary on the Spanish flu called it the so-called Spanish flu. And so that was the start of this uh, craziness of the, thing, the thought that these experimental vaccines are automatically safe and effective. Um, and so then after World War II, um, you had the CIA started in 1947. It was started by the Rockefellers and the JP Morgans and the Harrimans and these, these wealthiest families. And they, in turn, took these Nazi scientists who they had funded and brought them over the U to the U.S. And they were involved in projects such as Project MKUltra, which was the use of drugs as weapons against us, and the uh, Project Baseless, which was the use of uh, biological agents as weapons. And uh, a guy named, an author named Nicholson Baker uh, found loads of government documents about Project Baseless. And Project Baseless uh, used biological weapons in the Korean War, and then developed all kinds of biological agents at Fort Detrick and other places in the country um, that ended up uh, becoming viruses in certain countries, such as China, um, in the 1990s and all in like around then. And then again, of course, more recently, when the U.S. Uh, Center for Disease, for Disease Control and Anthony Fauci um, funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China, which, you know, funded the research that developed COVID-19. And it was basically trying to make um, viruses more contagious and more deadly and uh, trying to get viruses from animals to humans. And um, so, you know, the so-called bat virus or whatever it was that they, that they uh, created at the Center for Disease Creation came out with in Wuhan basically was uh, a you know weapon against all of us sadly enough wow wow that's a that's a lot of information and a lot of big names in there uh, i think i heard bush and a couple other jp morgan and, and those are some pretty pretty big people that, that as far as people are taught helped found america and are supposed to be good so to hear that it's kind of an eye-opener for people and because what what you're saying is that thank you yeah and so you know the whole the rockefellers were behind a uh, kind of report in 2010 that basically uh predicted most of what would happen in 2020 with the covid 19 and then the rockefellers and the uh bill and melinda gates foundation funded a, a summit in conference at uh, johns hopkins in 2019 that really, really predicted to the teeth, um, you know, to every detail of what would happen in 2020. And uh, so they basically, they knew what was coming and because they helped engender it. And so in 2020, we're hit with this COVID-19 virus. They push um, masks on all of us. Um, you know, uh, articles in the New York Times and the Washington Post basically showed how um, they're pushing test kits all over the country in you know, 100 cities in the country, um, when the CDC sent all these test kits for COVID-19, it was before there was even a single death, to be honest. And, uh, and these test kits were contaminated with the COVID-19 they found. 
And so what were they doing but trying to contaminate the country at the same time with COVID-19? And so it's just a bizarre series of events that, that made it seem like there was a, you know, they were trying to engender a biological attack on all of us. And I imagine they, they funded similar things in other countries. But nonetheless, they pushed this uh, mask on everybody, saying everyone should wear the mask when ex medical experts said that these masks could gather bacteria and make us sick. And you know the idea of uh, just constantly breathing our own, our own you know exhaust fumes is you know how how is that supposed to be healthy? It's ridiculous to me and ridiculous to a lot of experts. But um, the other thing about it is the fact that they say viruses are so small that it's like trying to stop you know like a, a marble from going through a uh, metal fence. You know it's just, the the virus goes through the mass, so it doesn't even matter. But um, nonetheless, you know, they pushed this on everybody, they had everyone breathing in their own, you know, exhaust fumes, their own uh, carbon dioxide, up the, which goes up the nose and can actually make you sicker too, because it goes up your nasal path, passageways. And, um, and then, you know, they uh, do all kinds of other things that um, help them, help the wealthiest, because Walmarts were allowed to stay open, but businesses were closed. So thousand, you know, over a thousand small businesses and um, closed permanently during COVID-19, during 2020. And meanwhile, the biggest companies made off like bandits. Gates got incredibly richer. You know, the wealthiest families got uh, much richer while the middle class just shrunk, shrunk and the poor were destitute. And uh, New York Times had articles about how you know, starvation worldwide doubled during 2020 because of all the lockdowns and restrictions. So it was really horrible what they did to, to the world. Oh, I agree. And I, I commented on people going hungry in this country now than there ever has been in the history of the United yes. States. <laughs> yes. And, you know, Fauci and his masks. I do believe if you go back a few years, it was Dr. Fauci himself who was on national television saying that these masks wouldn't stop a flu germ with a hangover. Yeah. And, and he wasn't even wearing the mask. He only wore it for the cameras. And I show how when the uh, he thought the cameras were, were turned off, he took off his mask and the people behind him took off their masks. So it was all just a show, you know, about the mask. He didn't really believe in, in the mask. And uh, from what I've what I've got that Fauci and the CDC uh, own stock in most of these vaccines that they're giving out. Yeah, so they get they get uh, you know royalties off of the Moderna vaccine. You know, his whole staff gets like one hundred fifty thousand dollars each um, in royalties off the Moderna vaccine. And uh, sure, they, they, they all have uh, stock in Pfizer, Moderna, and, you know, most of these companies. So they just, it, it's, a, it's such a corrupt system that way. Um, and basically, you know, it was, a, it was an act in 1986 that um, made, generally uh, made vaccine, you know, these drug companies, these pharmaceutical companies, um, immune from any kind of litigation. Like, so they can't be directly sued for their vaccines. And so when we, you know, we were growing up, we might have had three or four vaccines. But after that, that uh, act, you know, that law was passed in Congress, um, all of a sudden it went from, you know, three or four shots to um, about 72 shots of 16 different vaccines. And so um, 
it's just, you know, incredible what they've done to us, you know, treating us like treating our kids like pin cushions now with tons and tons of shots of all these corrupted uh, vaccines. Now, you know, sure, not all vaccines are bad, but um, the way they've poured, you know, pushed so many vaccines on us with adjuvants that are dangerous, that have, you know, toxic, you know, chemicals for the brain, such as aluminum and mercury, two of the most toxic, you know, compounds for our brain, chemicals for our brain. Um, it's just terrible with it, what they're doing with that. I agree. I agree. And, and I do believe that the new COVID-19 vaccine, I believe that it's part of the 2030 agenda and it's, it's yeah. to do eugenics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the most dangerous vaccine. According to the government's own reporting system, the vaccine adverse event reporting system or VAERS, which people can find at openvares.com, openvaers.com. If you look that up, you'll see that um, the COVID-19 vaccine, um, you know, has caused more deaths and more, you know, adverse events like palsy, like strokes, like blood clots, et cetera, um, than all the other vaccines combined. In two years, it's, it's caused more of these events and all the other vaccines combined in over 30 years. And that's the that's how dangerous these vaccines are. So it's it's really horrible. These are the most dangerous vaccines in a century. And uh, they've been pushed on us to to weed us out, you know, to what they say call us. A head of state told a um sorry about that phone, but a head of state told a doctor um that was treating her that um basically uh, you know, it's time for the great calling because she thought that this doctor would agree with her. It's a good thing. And the great calling meant, you know, the thinning out of the population. And um, this, this happened in around 2009, right before the Rockefeller report came out. And basically she was saying that, you know, soon we're going to have this, this pandemic and soon we're going to have these vaccines that, that call, you know, C-U-L-L uh, percentages of the population. And so the COVID-19 called the uh and they they gave uh, people that you know they thought might be sick in hospitals. They basically gave them remdesivir, which can kill up to fifty percent of the people that take it because uh, it causes all kinds of kidney problems. And they also put them on ventilators. And eighty-eight percent of the people, according to a study in New York, eighty-eight percent of the people that were put on ventilators died. And that's because they don't know how to use the ventilators well. You know, a lot of people can't be on ventilators for a long time because they don't have enough staff that can run them and uh they can kill people and so um they don't use ventilators anymore because they you know they realized they were killing so many people but some of these doctors were in on it sadly enough and some of these, definitely some of these hospital administrators were in on it because they were getting thirteen thousand dollars just for calling someone covid a covid patient and they were getting forty thousand dollars uh if someone died with covid in their hospital and so they, they were in financial, you know, hardship with a number of these hospitals and they made huge amounts of money off of, of the COVID-19 situation. Sadly enough, as you know, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, yeah. They were innovating people for absolutely no reason other than they were afraid they were going to spread something that really had a low, low mortality rate. Because if you look at the numbers, uh, they actually stopped in Germany because they had a, I had a, uh, German scientist on a documentary. He said that they didn't debate in in Germany. He didn't know why, but they didn't, and their death numbers were way. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. 
So, you know, and then you also see that the, the countries that push the vaccine like crazy, they, they had the most, you know, were the most vaccinated or have the highest death rates now during the, you know, time of vaccination compared to the, the, the countries that had the lowest vaccination rates. So, you know, it's just clear the statistics all, all support the fact that uh, the vaccines are an attempt to cull the population and the treatments, sadly enough, were um, the best evidence is, as you know, as ugly as it sounds, is that certain people, I don't, I don't think everyone, you know, knew this, but certain people knew what, what they were doing by pushing remdesivir and pushing the ventilators while um, keeping the, the real treatments that can really help people that loads of studies around the world show can help people. Um, you know, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine with uh, zinc. Uh, those two medications are on the list of essential drugs, you know, according to the World Health Organization, meaning they, they can't be, you can't develop uh, commercial versions of them. They're essential drugs and they're, they're, they're used off label for COVID-19 because they're really an antiparasitic and, and, and an antiviral, but um, for a different purpose, supposedly for a different purpose, but uh, used for COVID-19, they, they've been shown to be highly effective and used for the variants of COVID-19, hydroxychloroquine with zinc has been shown particularly to be particularly effective. So, and sadly enough, and so they demonized these two, you know, medications in the press, calling ivermectin just horse paste and, you know, making it really hard to get hydroxychloroquine with zinc. You know, you can get the zinc, of course, but it's really hard to get the hydroxychloroquine. And loads of studies to support how, how effective it, you know, they've been in other countries, like in Mexico, um, a doctor said that they have them in the airports, just like uh, huge, you know, uh, you know, tons of vials on different shelves of of both ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine for the public to you know to buy immediately to get easily. Well, and and that's the way it should be, and that's the problem with the United States is our medical system is we are the only country that allows commercials for for medication. Um, yeah allow that in any other countries because of socialized medicine yeah right it's just um it's gotten the pharmaceutical companies have gotten just you know, so corrupt and taken over medicine so much the former head of the uh, new england journal of medicine i show in my film um you know talked about how her magazine was completely controlled by the pharmaceutical industry and so the pharmaceutical industry basically dictates what most magazines say about them uh, they just they've come become so wealthy and powerful, and so you know, and it, there's nothing she could do about. It. She went from being head of the New England Journal of Medicine to a lecturer at Harvard, and she talked about it and wrote articles about this, which I show in my film. But you know, there's little that can be done about it all, sadly enough, except to refuse the vaccine, which thankfully loads of people now are doing. The only 15% of the population has uh, apparently taken, you know, the um, according to CDC stats. Uh, I've taken the bivalent uh, booster, which was only used only uh, the only trials for that was um, eight mice. They didn't even have human trials for that, according to a member of the uh, FDA vaccine advisory board, Dr. Paul Offit. You know, he said it in a Philadelphia newscast. You know, when they interviewed him, he said, "Why? Why should we take this? You know, uh, booster that went only been you know experimental on, on on eight mice." You know, um, you don't you don't take something like that. You you wait and see what happens with humans first. So um, yeah, that's what we're dealing with. 
Yeah, it sounds like we're dealing with a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah, well, a bunch of sinister people, really. You know, yeah, that's that's definitely for sure. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about that magazine and everything. They're they are canceling people. So I have to ask, did you get any pushback when you were trying to make this movie? Oh yeah, loads of pushback. My first, my drugs as weapons against this film was. Um, accepted by you know it was uh taken on by a, a good-sized distributor uh gravitas ventures who had won a, uh you know i'm sorry been nominated for an academy award for a documentary of their own and um so they got it on platforms uh, you know all over the place like such as amazon prime and um you know uh, tubi and a bunch of just a bunch of platforms uh you know, showed my drugs and weapons against this film and still won loads of platforms. But um, they rejected my, my film Shots to Eugenics you know, to Pandemics and I could only get it. Um, so I got it on a different um, distributor, MVD, but MVD uh, must have tried, I think they tried about 40 to 45 platforms and um, only a few people would put it up. Tubi puts it up for free, thank God. Uh, with ads, uh, Google Play shows it with, uh, you can rent it for $1.99 without ads, which is good. Um, and then luckily though, it is sold by Amazon, sold by um, Barnes and Noble, the DVD, which has 15 plus bonus scene minutes. Um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Best Buy and Walmart, I'll sell it, you know, online. So that's, that's good. Well, that's good because we definitely need to get this information out there because what you have to say is definitely important. Thanks a lot, Tim. So, did you receive any uh, make you like, I don't know, to ruin your career or anything like that during the process? Well yeah i mean i haven't i mean over my you know with my books and my films i've had a lot of things happen i've had my phone mess with my landline and my cell phone mess with i've had um i've had my emails mess with i've had uh different things like that i had my mail mess with um this has just gone on for years and so when when new things started happening when my film came out i just i didn't know which project it was based on but i i figured you know when it stepped up again with my shots film, I figured that's that's what they're doing. That's what they're gonna do. But it's really, it, it, I didn't get hit like like uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Merrill Nass. I mean, those people lost their positions. Dr. Merrill Nass has, still has her license, her doctor's license threatened. She was threatened to be put in a psychiatric facility. I think she was, you know, um, tested psychiatrically as if she, you know, has a problem and just for just for prescribing uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. It's absurd, you know, these are um, excellent doctors. I mean, you know, they're in my film and they're, uh, you know, world renowned doctors. Um, you know, Dr. McCullough has won national and international awards for, for his great medicine. He's probably the most published uh, cardiologist in the United States. Dr. Merrill Nass has, um, you know, legislation in Congress about her work on the anthrax, about how she found how it was uh, man-made and not naturally occurring. So she's, uh, the, you know, these these bold doctors like them, Dr. Pierre Corey, and um, and others, uh, you know, have really 
thankfully, just um, despite losing things in their careers, they, they're still getting the word out and um, they're just very courageous. Um, Dr. Luke Montaigne, who was the um, first person to isolate the HIV virus, uh, said some great things and you know, I have him in my film and he, he sadly died recently, but he was an advisor for a group called Children's Health Defense, which is Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s group, which does excellent work on this subject. Um, and another uh, great scientist I have in my film is the inventor of the PCR tests, uh, Dr. Kerry Mullis, who I saying that these PCR tests were not meant to be diagnostic and that they were not meant to diagnose anything. Um, and so he had sadly died right before COVID-19 came out or else he could have spoken out against using his, his own invention, which he won a Nobel Prize for, you know, for the wrong reasons. So. Yeah, yeah, I do believe he said the PCR test was not to tell if you were sick. It was just to tell if you had a whole lot of something. Right. But that's that's wild that they would that they would push back like that and mess with you like that just because you're trying to get the truth out there. That just shows that they really have something to hide. Yeah, no doubt. But it's having you on and, and I, I enjoy your message that you're trying to get out there to everybody. So if you'd like to tell everybody again where you can find your work at and I will definitely put all the links in the bio. Great. Thanks. So it's it's www.johnpodash.com or www.shotsmovie.com. They're both the same site, just with two different names. And that just shows links to everywhere you can find the film and my other films and books. And, um, you know, it's, uh, again, the DVD on Amazon or, or uh, Barnes Noble or Walmart or Best Buy has 15 extra bonus scene minutes but um you know just check out the trailer on my website and uh, see what you think and go check out the film um for free on tubi or you know without ads on google play and or buy the dvd and i hope you enjoy it well thank you very much and and keep keep pushing that message and keep trying to wake people up we need more people like you great thanks a lot for having me on tim thank you and that's our show for tonight. Thank you guys for listening to yet another episode of Conversations After Dark. And remember that you can find John Botash's movie, Shots, Eugenics to Pandemics, on free on Tubi or all other links I will leave in the bio for you guys. And please, please try to leave me a review. And I just so I know that some of you guys are really listening to me. For the first 10 people that listen to this and send me an email, I'm going to send you guys a free sticker. Send those emails to prattimothy419 at gmail.com. That's P-R-A-T-T-T-I-M-O-T-H-Y 419 at gmail.com and get your free Conversations After Dark sticker, folks. And please, please try to leave me a review and tell your friends about the show. And remember, question everything.